Father God, just that image of the throne room that we were singing about, the whole train of your robe filling that room. All of those creatures singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty who was and is and is to come. God, we lift our voices with theirs. We see you seated on your throne, God. Lord over everything in perfect and complete control. So far above and beyond anything that we can imagine or attain and yet God you are present here with us. Your spirit is here with us. Your grace and your love fill us. And we are in awe. Father God we thank you that you are present. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you are here and that you are speaking to us. And God, as we turn to your word this morning, we want to hear. Open our hearts and our minds to hear from you this morning, God, that we can know you more deeply and love you more dearly, follow you more closely, and share you more fully. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, worship team, for leading us to that place this morning. Let's open our Bibles to 1 Peter. Near the back, it's a tough one to find. It's a little book, a little letter, right after Hebrews and James, 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to have it on the screen as well for you this morning. We're going to read a passage and then we're going to see what God has in store for us. 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 3. Peter says this to us. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy... He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed at the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. God is offering us joy beyond measure. Because of who he is and what he has done, if we will believe in him and trust that he is faithful. Amen? Amen. God is good. This morning we're going to be continuing to dig into our vision for this year, this word that God has been speaking to us that he laid on my heart over a year ago, inviting us to explore and understand our theme this year is sacred. 
And God's been speaking to us about what it means to be his kingdom planted here. His kingdom, his presence. His word and his people planted here. Separate, different, but deeply present. God has called us out of the world to embrace the hope and freedom held out in the gospel, to step into light and life out of darkness and selfishness. But when we do embrace him, he sends us right back in to bring that hope now to others. To bring his kingdom, his gospel, his presence into the lives of the people around us. We are missionaries. The people of God, prophets and priests, sinners who have been forgiven, who are now called to help others find their way home. It's an enormous calling. And one that's so easy to lose sight of as the the weight of the world and the cares and stresses and pressures of our lives ground us here. Instead of seeing the kingdom of God that is all around us. And in us and in the lives of the people around us, we are not just physical. Our world is not just physical, it is spiritual. We are spiritual, they are spiritual, and we need to be fed and led by the Spirit to bring the presence of the Spirit into their lives too. The verse that God is calling us to understand in this journey is 1 Peter 2.9, where God speaks to us what He sees us to be, what He wants us to be, what He wants us to know. It says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We are saved to help people see their need for salvation. We are free to help people find freedom. We are a spiritual presence, bringing spiritual presence to spiritual people who need to know the power and presence of the Spirit of God. These are lofty things, heady, heavy things, but God has not asked us to do this on our own. We're not supposed to just float around trying to be spiritual at people. It's not about us. It's about Him working through us. His power, not our ability. His presence, not our actions. So in understanding this, we're exploring the fruit of the Spirit, the tools and character that are brought forth by the Spirit of God in our lives. The transformation that God is working in us that he will work through to reveal himself to the people around us. It's not about us. It's about him from beginning to end. His work in our lives that then naturally flows out to be shared with others. God calling people to himself. 
profound. It's powerful. It's exciting. And all of this is found in the fruit of the Spirit, in relationship with God. As He invites us more and more out of the darkness and into His wonderful light, we can see who He is and what He is doing. So last week we started with love. The first of the fruit of the Spirit, the love of God shared with us. It's the foundation of all the other fruit. Sharing God's love, the power of God's love, the depth of God's love, the reality that love is, is not a feeling, it's a choice, a choice to submit, to let God be God, to let Him be in control and live in trust in His strength, not our own. God is love, and His love is enough. We need to trust Him. Because when we do, we find joy. We talked about joy not all that long ago. Either myself or Pastor Scott, these, we're, we couldn't remember which of us and when. But we felt like it was recently. And so we, the fact that God is bringing this around again, it shows me anyways that I think God is trying to tell us something here. He's trying to draw our attention to something. There's something that he wants us to see, that he wants us to understand, to embrace. And we said then that joy is not happiness. It's not as simple as being happy. Joy is so much bigger and deeper than that. And being joyful is not then about burying our heads in the sand and pretending that we don't have problems or that the world isn't broken, that everything is just nice all the time, putting on a smile and wearing a mask and feeling like we're failing all the time within that because we're just not as happy and not as joyful as we think we're supposed to be. Because the world isn't always nice. It's cold and hard and brutal. People are, are selfish. We are selfish and can be cruel. And we can see amazing moments of love and generosity in our world, but in our lives we experience real hardship, real hurt, real pain in ourselves, in our lives, and with others. And if we don't understand joy, what it really is and and where it really comes from, we will miss out on one of the greatest gifts that God is offering to us in this new life that He promises us. The truth of what this new life is supposed to be. Because in relationship with God and following Jesus... Joy is not optional. It's not based on our circumstances. It is rooted in the very nature of God Himself. And He means for us to know joy. He means for us to have joy and to share joy. Joy is life. And it is built upon that foundation of the love of God. His heart for us is the source of joy, unbending, 
unbreakable, unshakable joy. Turn with me again to 1 Peter chapter 1 where God is speaking to us the nature of the joy that He wants us to know. Look at what He's saying in this passage and the foundation that He's laying for us for joy. Peter says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Look what Peter is saying here. God is the source, and it is He who chose to do these things for us. We didn't earn them. We're not entitled to them. It is because of His love and His great mercy that we are saved and that we are held, that our inheritance can never perish, never spoil, never fade. God's promises are real and forever. And even as we declare these truths, can you feel joy start to bubble up in your soul? That certainty, that assurance of what God has done, this is where it is. This is where it comes from. Truth declared. God revealed brings us joy. This inheritance, he said, is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Kept, secured, held for us. Protected by Him, shielded by God's power. He is faithful and present, watching over you, protecting you until all is made right. In all of this, He says, you greatly rejoice. Yes, there it is. These promises, these assurances of God's mercy and grace and protection and provision, even though, he says, he sees it, even though for now, for a little while, you have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. God knows. He sees. He cares. And he is more. He is working. There is reason in this chaos. He sees your pain and your hurts. He knows your trials and he is with you. And even in the darkest places, we can know joy because he is with us. These have come, he says, so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. God is in control. And even though we suffer, and He cares that we suffer, He grieves with us. He hurts with us, and he has suffered with us and for us. 
He is working something more glorious and profound than we can even begin to understand. Somehow, some way, all of this, everything will bring him even more glory. The most heartbreaking sorrow, the greatest evil will all be turned to praise. Anything and everything that stands opposed to him will be made to worship. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. It is all It will all result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed, just as Peter says here. We believe and we know joy. Though we have not seen him, we love him. And even though you do not see him now, You believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. God is love. And joy is the result of the love and power of God, the presence and promises of God. To know the love of God brings us joy. Joy is a product of the nature of God, of His work of salvation. Joy is the result of hope and freedom and forgiveness. The presence of the power of God in the world and in our lives. The Psalms are filled with the praises of God and the joy we find in Him. But in Psalm 47... The sons of Korah lay it out for us. They say, clap your hands, all you nations. Shout for God to God with cries of joy. For the Lord Most High is awesome. The great King over all the earth. He subdued nations under us, peoples under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob whom he loved. God has ascended amid shouts of joy. The Lord amid the sounding of trumpets. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises for God is the King of all the earth. Sing to Him a psalm of praise. When we acknowledge who God is, when we truly understand and see who He is, the great things He has done for us, we find joy. Because everything is as it should be. When God is on the throne in our lives, we are worshiping at His feet. Everything is right. And we can know joy. When we see and know that no matter what is happening around us, that God is in control and that everything will be made right, that everything is working to bring Him glory, no matter what, we will know joy. 
It's not a feeling. It's not our circumstances. It is seeing and knowing that God is God and we are not. That He is in control. That He has promised us life and given us hope in the life and death and resurrection of His Son, Jesus. He is the only place we can find joy. The joy we find anywhere else in relationship, in the face of our children, in the warmth of friendship is all just a reflection of the joy found in Jesus. And it is only as we bow before Him that we can be free. That we can be filled with that inexpressible and glorious joy, that joy that makes no sense because life doesn't look the way we wish it did. And in the face of all these hard things that we experience, real suffering, real hurt, joy makes no sense. But when we know God, His love His peace, His forgiveness and power, it doesn't have to because joy just is. When we glorify God, we discover joy. And it's out of that place then that we can share joy. Bringing the presence of God into their life, the joy of God, into the lives of the people around us, carrying that light of joy into the darkest places, the deepest hurt and fear, the coldest selfishness. Because no matter what has been done to us, the wrongs that we have seen, the things that we have experienced in life, And in relationship, the joy of Jesus overcomes it all. It brings healing. Fills us with hope and life. It doesn't need to be fair. We don't need to worry about fair. About getting even, getting what's ours, because God is enough. And joy rooted in Him cannot be stolen away and it doesn't run out. And so there is more than enough then to share without fear. We don't need to be treated any certain way. We don't need to get what we're owed. With joy, we can forgive because we've been forgiven. With joy, we can share and be generous with our lives and what we have because God has given us everything. And He has so much more for us. With joy, we can bring light and hope into the darkest places because we don't need to fear because God is with us. And no matter what happens to us, He is good. He is here, He is enough. We can be gracious, we can be forgiving, we can be generous because joy roots us in the truths and promises of God and we don't need to live in fear and selfishness if we trust in the promises of God. Joy feels like such a simple fruit of the Spirit when we read the list. 
feels so light and easy because it's so difficult for us to separate it from just being happy, from feeling nice. But joy rooted in the deeply practical physical realities is one of the most powerful gifts that God gives to us. It is the act of serving and caring and sharing, the act of forgiving and freeing, the act of bringing hope and sharing love. Joy is real and practical and physical. And so how many of our conversations are filled with complaining and tearing others down? Joy is the act of choosing to be encouraging, to lift up, to elevate others, to show them respect and value because they were created by God. And we don't have to be jealous and insecure and compare ourselves to them and tear them down because joy rooted in Jesus means we are enough too. In Romans 15, Paul says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to read that one more time. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not us. It's not our strength. It is the nature and presence of God, His Spirit in our lives, filling us with joy overflowing. Last week we asked for the name of a person that we could show love to. How did that go this week? If you forgot about it, this is your reminder. Who did God lay on your heart that you could reveal His love to them somehow? This week we can share the love of God with them, but now who is God? Maybe it's the same person. Who is God inviting you to share joy with? Who is God inviting you to bring joy into their life? Are you a person that brings joy into the lives of others? That doesn't mean being super outgoing. doesn't mean bouncing into every room, singing at the top of your lungs. Some of us are extroverts. Some of us are introverts. We're going to approach this different ways. It's not necessarily about drawing attention to ourselves. But when people are with you, do they experience joy? Are your words filled with joy and encouragement? Do you know the joy found in Jesus, rooted in the promises and presence of God? And do the people around you know that joy when they're with you? Do they feel encouraged, valued, loved? Do they see And feel that light. Do they feel hope? Or do we bring 
darkness and misery, callousness and sharp words, tension and conflict. Do we bring joy wherever we go? Is the joy of Jesus down in our hearts to stay like we sang in Sunday school? God is love. And when we know his love, we will find an inexpressible and glorious joy, a joy that can't be contained and will bring life to everyone we meet. Let's share the joy of Jesus with them. Let's pray together this morning. Father God, we thank you for your promises. We thank you that your word is true. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. And we invite your Spirit, God, to work in our lives, to stamp out that selfishness, those insecurities, those things that make us treat others poorly and bring that coldness, that selfishness into relationship. Replace it with light. Replace it with joy. Replace it with hope, God. Fill us with love and allow that joy to be just infectious to the people around us. Whoever we meet, no matter how close or distant a relation, a relationship, let people experience joy because we know your joy. We want to share that joy. That people, whenever they're with us, can see who you are, see the face of Jesus, loving them looking at them. God, we ask your forgiveness when we fail in this, when we retreat into ourselves and try to be enough on our own. We pray for your spirit to forgive us, God, that we can work out of your strength to bring your joy to the people around us. In Jesus' name, amen.